So he said, will a man rob God? Yet, you have robbed me, even this whole nation. And you say, wherein have we robbed you? God said, in tithes and in offering. In other words, some of you are giving the tithe, but by now, you should have grown beyond the tithe. And you should have gone into offerings in tithes. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Everybody say, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Now, did God give a tithe of his sons? God had only one son and he gave it. You are sitting there arguing about tithe. He said, freely you have received, freely give. So, God gave us his son, only son, freely. He said, you too, I gave you my son freely. You also freely give. And even the 10% is a struggle for you. If God was giving us 10% of his son, only the glory of Jesus will come into the world. Jesus, the whole body will not come. God will just cut the glory. The tie. Can you imagine you were here in this world and then Jesus' tie comes into the world and is jumping. Says, I am the tie and the leg of Jesus. 10% of Jesus, I have come into the world to save. No, the Bible said a whole body he gave as a sacrifice and an offering. And he said, a body is prepared. Come on, clap your hands and pray. God, God, God did not have 10 sons and then gave us one. No, he had one son. Give us his son. First Corinthians 16, 1 and 2. First Corinthians 16, 1 and 2. Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do you. Verse number 2. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store. As God has prospered him. Everybody say as God has prospered him. Come on shout it as God has prospered him. Scream it again as God has prospered him. Now so. Now watch this. Watch, watch, watch brother Eastwood here. Watch me here. So it's not a matter of 10%. It's not a matter of 10%. 10% is for children. People that are trying to find God. Huh? I'll give you an example. Today when we are coming to the church, I saw an old lady walking by the road. And I said, by now, this woman is coming from church. She was walking like this. Holding a rubber bag. By next week, which is the Thursday, this woman, maybe all she had in the month will be 30 Ghana cities. And she will bring three and say this is her tithe. The woman who was walking, the energy to walk is very slow. She will come with an amount of money, 10% out of her 30 Ghana, and say tithe. Now, I came to church today driving a car, wearing a suit, and even when it comes to walking, at a faster pace than this woman. If this 
woman will come with 10% of what God has given her, looking at how much God has prospered me. According to how he has prospered me. If the poor person can think about 10%, I should be thinking beyond that level. The unemployed person is thinking 10%. Unaccommodated person thinking 10%. The one that has no clothing is thinking 10%. The one who has no house is thinking 10%. You, you live in your own house, you are also thinking 10%. No, you are refusing to grow. I believe when we come and stand before God with our tithes and offering, the people that have land, houses, car, companies, businesses, their tithe must be different. Their offerings must be different from the one who has nothing. A generous spirit characterized the early church in Jerusalem. These people were not thinking about just tithe. They were selling their goods and distributing them to one another according to the needs that everybody had. Ladies and gentlemen, I sat down and I watched this church. I know the church a little bit. And I can tell you that there is a certain level of generosity which if we bring into this house, there will not be one single poor person or needy person in the church. The trouble is that many of us are keeping more than we should keep. Acts chapter 2. Now, I want you to listen to me carefully here. Listen to me carefully. Acts chapter 2. And all that believed were together and had all things in common. So, Pastor Mike, it's not tight we are talking about. Everybody had all things in common. So, Brother George's car is your car. Solo's car is your car. Pastor Mike's car is your car. But you see, they had all things in common. So, these people are not thinking tithe. Am I preaching to somebody at all? You see, the tithe is there. I will tithe, but I look beyond the tithe. They had all things in common. So your shoe is somebody's shoe. Look at somebody's shoe and say, she. Wow. Tell the person, I'm going home in this shoe. Listen, people, this is Christianity. Wifey, not that argumentative, hard-hearted spirit you are sitting in church and they are receiving tithe and they are receiving offering. And No, they are not supposed to receive. They are to take you and everything you owe. Thank God we are only receiving tithe and offering from you. Ideally, everything you have, we should gather it and bring it to the church. Oh, but we are under grace and this is the New Testament. Now, I'm quoting from New Testament and it is not just 10%. They that believe were together and they had all things in common. Verse 45. And they sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. Verse 46. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple. 
and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. People were selling their property, selling their land, selling their, their donkeys, their horses, and they were bringing the money for the things of God. Acts chapter 4 verse 32 to 37. Acts 4, 32. And the multitude of them that believed were with one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that aught of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. The same thread of thought is being repeated here. Can I hear somebody shout an amen? Now this is New Testament. So these people have grown beyond the titan and what they are saying, you know what? Everything I have is yours. <laughs> Everything I have is yours. Oh Jesus. A man came to me in a cry. I never saw him before with my eyes. I've never met him at that time. Put a check in my hand. 100,000 Ghana cities. And he said, Reverend, this check is for the needy. I immediately called mommy. I said, Pearl, take 60,000 for Health Foundation. I called you Achumboro. I said, take 20. Help the needy. And then I took another 20. I said, said put it in another account in Accra. Where sometimes, you know, some of the Wahelians are not only in Bogatanga. Some come to us even in Accra. They pursue us from city to city. And that's six days they went and put in Health Foundation. 60,000 is what is helping us to take care of the orphans and the widows. But you see, there are people in this building. No, some of you here can do it. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that out of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. Verse number 34. Neither was there any among them that lacked. For as many as were possessors of lands and houses, sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold. Verse 35. And laid them down at the apostles' feet. And distribution was made to every man according as he had need. People, there are, are poor people. I've been saying every day, there is no way you can grow a church if you don't solve the problems in the community. For your level, salvation is heaven. For your level, salvation is going to heaven. For my level, salvation is to give people good news both here in this life and in the life to come for me salvation redemption transformation is to change your mind so that you will now go and preach to somebody to get born again my job is to empower you get believers now watch my job as an apostle watch my job as a pastor watch my job he said I should equip the saints for the work of the ministry and perfect you for the work of the ministry and I should edify the body of Christ that is my job that is my job my job is to stand here and make sure that every needy person the word of God can reach them you know what people I pray between now and Tuesday, may God change the 
12 of every single person in this church. There are poor people you and I have not noticed. May God help us to notice them. And may your life begin to change somebody's life. Transform somebody's life. Come on, clap your hands and praise. Oh, you may be seated. Whenever this man is coming here every Sunday, my sight lines are well defined. My sight lines. What I see is not what you see. But there are many ways people can be saved. If I empower you, you can take a bowl of kinky to somebody's house after this meeting. And after giving the person the bowl of kinky, the person will say, how do I get this Jesus? Brother Isu has taught you before. That is evangelism. That is salvation. Am I talking to somebody at all? If you can clap, God is empowering you to change somebody's life. Come on, scream like your voice is yours and praise. Listen, what I'm giving you now is not every preacher who can get up and say it. Oh, there are people. You can imagine the altar call I need to do today is if there is a woman in this church who has a child who people call dwarf and they want to kill the child. My altar call is somebody bring me food. Let me give to this woman to go and eat. My altar call is to see is any man heavy lady let him come to Jesus and he will give him rest. And you can do it sitting in your chair. Am I talking to somebody? He said as many as were possessors of lands and houses sold them and laid the money at the apostles feet. They were not looking for a second land, second house, second car, third car. No, they were selling them and putting the money at the apostles' feet. And distribution was being made to everybody. For many, many years now, maybe over 10 years now, I have not bought a car for myself. No, any car you see me drive, somebody give it to me. I haven't bought a car. And the reason I've not bought the car is I know the amount it will cost to buy a car. And for about three years now, I have wanted it, not need, but wanted it because I like that car. I've prayed to God for about three years. It hasn't come. I'm not fighting God over it, but the truth is that I have told God that car, I won't buy it. Because when I look at the amount you need to buy the car, Oh boy, it can take care of 10 children in school for four years. Why would I use that money to go and buy a car? No, I'm not working. I don't need another car. I'm praying that some of you God has helped. It is time for you to help somebody else. Stop thinking about you and you and you and you and you and you. You and you. You come to church, you don't look at anybody. You just walk and go home. He said, they sold everything they had and laid the money at the apostles' feet. And ladies and gentlemen, they did not give a tithe of their lands. They didn't give a tithe of their houses. They sold the whole house and laid the money. All the money at the apostles' feet. 
You are talking about New Testament. In the New Testament, the giving was more aggressive than the Old Testament. Oh, you are not understanding me. You are not understanding me. I like, I like the people who normally say, but you see, when you go to the Roman Catholic Church, and when you go to Methodist Church, and when you go to Presby, they don't receive funds, and they don't do fundraising like these modern day churches. You know what they do in the Catholic Church? Things some of the people who are blessed in the church can do. The rest of the people, even if you don't emphasize tithe, you don't emphasize offering, you don't emphasize pledges, it doesn't matter because one or two individuals are doing it. Let me tell you people, there are five people in this building today. If they decide to give an offering according to how God has blessed them, everyone in this building can go home without giving an offering and the church offering will still be good. I'll give you an example. Listen, there are ten people here in this building. Let me say even five. Who can write a check of 10,000 Ghana cities as an offering and they won't die. In fact, by tomorrow, they won't even feel that it has left their account. If those five people get the 10,000, 10,000, 10,000, 10,000, five of them alone, that is 50,000. All the shouting during offering, shall we turn to Malachi chapter this? Shall we turn to 1 Corinthians? It will not be necessary. It will be first Bogatanga and the thing is done instead of first Corinthians. So you know what? The reason for the first offering, second offering, pledges is because of the rich who have hardened their hearts. No, the rich among us have determined that what is theirs is theirs. If the rich among us were generous, that all these five cities of a money and say this is tight. And sometimes, Pastor Mike, when they are coming to stand in front with the tight, my stomach, as if I should tell them, Ma, can sit down, please. Let's give you money. Don't even give an offering. This year, I told mommy, I said, Pearl, I'm not doing possessing the land rally. I won't do it. And I told her the reason is. When those old ladies come from the villages and I walk out of the room and see some of them, sometimes for three days I can't sleep. Poverty. And I'm asking, so do they have children? Do they have sons? Do they have daughters? They're poverty. Today when I was coming in and I saw one of them walking, I told my wife, I said, Pearl, when will God give us buses to be carrying these our women? May the Lord bless some of you. Not just to be given tight with three buses. I see you come and pack three buses. Brand new buses. Take the three seater. And you say, Daddy, come and look at something. Look what the Lord has done. God has blessed me. I'm making this donation of buses to the church. I'm making this donation of vehicles to the church. I've just built a house here. Can, can you get some homeless people to go and live in it? That is the kind of level we shall reach. And anybody that is clapping, that thing is yours. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Oh, you see, brother Isu, we are, we are in the new covenant. And the tithe, the 10%, 
It's the Old Testament. Fine. But I'm telling you, when it comes to the New Testament, Old Testament, Cain gave a wrong offering to God and pleaded with God. Said his punishment is too great for him. And God still spared him. And the man went ahead and built a city and named it Enoch after his son. Go to the New Testament where grace was rather supposed to apply and ask Ananias and Sapphira. Let me tell you what they would tell you. They would tell you that they were in grace. And what the Bible said, and a certain man, it means they knew him. His name was Ananias. His wife was called Sapphira. I would not be surprised if they were church elders. Because the Bible is mentioning some people's name. So Ananias saw Barnabas and co-selling their land and giving the money to the church. But this man also sold a possession. God gave him grace to have a possession. But I told you, every man according as he purposeth in his heart. Then I told you about grace. Then I said according to the work. People are needy. People are broke. People are hungry. They are trying to help them. Ananias sold the land. And verse 2, he kept back part of the price. I will not be surprised if what he brought was more than 10%. What Ananias brought may be 50% or 60%. We are not told the percentage, but I believe it was more than tithe. So there are times for you, the tithe is not enough. Get back part of the prize. His wife also being privy to it. And brought a certain part of it, a certain part. Now we don't know whether it was 10% or 20% or 30% or 40%. But like I told you, with conservative thinking, casual observation, and maybe a rather quick look at what is written here. Just analyzing it a little bit. I think maybe it was more than 10%. He brought a certain part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. This is New Testament. Gospel. Jesus had died. He had risen from the dead. Grace is available. Cain did not die after giving the wrong offering but now Ananias in the New Testament because to whom much is given, much is required. Verse 3. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Verse 4. Whilst it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own power? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied unto men, but you have lied unto God. Stop there for now. Stop there for now. So every month, you have a chance to tell whether you are telling the truth or not. The truth. Or you are lying. Last week, I received two different stories. Finance chairman told me a story about somebody who had a need. And when we asked the person, the person who told us a different story. You know, there are small, small lies we tell in the church. Sometimes, they even destroy people's integrity. Now you wrote a letter, he said, I need some money, I'll pay back. It's like a loan. When we ask, you say, no. I asked for financial assistance. I didn't ask for loan. 
I like the way people are clapping. You don't want to fall. Lies. They are, they are lies. You, see, you, you just lie. So Ananias brought some of the price, the money, put it down and said, like Barnabas did, me too. This is the whole money. Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart? There are some of the things you do in church. It's not God that filled your heart. It is not your own mind that filled your heart. Satan has filled your heart. And Satan doesn't only fill your heart to fornicate or do witchcraft. He fills your heart to lie. So you can have 10 Ghana, you can have 100, 100 Ghana cities and the tithe is 10 and you take 5 and come and stand here on Thursday and say here is my tithe. God is looking at the five and say, ah, this guy, pa, Sandan, if no anything, pa, I'll knock you down. The only thing is that if I knock you down in the church, the same people who say, what kind of church is this? People are dying in the church. Maybe the pastor has done something. But you don't know, sometimes it's your own work that will kill you. You understand what I'm saying? And that is why sometimes, as soon as we finish the tithe, when you stand here and we are praying over the tithe, Father, this is my tithe in the name of Jesus, blah, blah, blah. When we finish and you are going back to your seat, you hear something in your leg. It's a kite. The devil is a liar. That the devil is a liar. Who's the liar? The tithe you just took there is a lie. That is why the bogus in your knees have just shifted. 